Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer from Vancouver, Canada, with over two decades' experience serving individuals from all walks of life. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world in the field of art, music, activism, health, education, spirituality, and more to talk about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi there, this is Surya. Welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm really excited today to introduce my special guest to you, Raquel Escobar-Rios. Welcome, Raquel. Hello. Uh, How are you? I am good. How are you? I am very good. Good. So I'm I'm very excited to uh, speak with you today because... um, I received the the reason I invited you to be on the show is because I received a wonderful email about you telling me about your very special gifts. So I'm very excited to talk to you more. So can you tell everyone a little bit more about you and what you do? Um, about me, well, um, I'm a person the same as um, all of us. You know what I mean? Uh, I have such an amazing special powers, the same as all of us we have. <laughs> you know what I mean? And well, in regards to as an individual, yeah, I was born in Spain. I live in London. I used to travel a lot now this year and last year less, but, but I like a lot to be interacting with different cultures and uh, different environments because I find this um, very rich. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And thanks to these interactions, uh, we all grow. And in regards to what I do, um, it's a long story what led me to what I'm doing right now. I, right now, I'm helping people to find guidance in anything in life. And sometimes I use healing as well and um, astrology or depending on what we are working with. I work with individuals and couples and businesses and organizations. And we release the, the blockages, the problems, so the new energy comes in as a solution, as new steps to take, and, and always things that we do not expect because it's always better than what we imagine because we have a lot of things in the mind that are obstructing the way. So. Once we release that, um, magic happens. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I love that we're talking about this because we were just sort of chatting a little bit before. And I, I know that, you know, for people like you and I, connecting with the intuition is very normal. But for other people, it's not something they've, you know, it might be very new to some people. So I'm curious, are you able to, I know you said it's probably a long story. I get it. I have lots of long, interesting stories as well. Um, I'm, are you able to share a little bit about how, how did you come to this work and how did you discover that you had these special gifts or did you always know? When, yeah, exactly. 
when people ask me, when did you become spiritual? I don't know what to answer because for me, spiritual is not religious, it's not uh, fashion or anything like that. For me, I see spiritual that we all are because we all have a spirit. Some people encounter spirits or other dimensions or its own spirit. Other people, not yet. Doesn't mean that they won't because I know many people that they have meetings with spirits at any age, it doesn't mean that they are medium because they were born with that gift. It can happen at any time. In my case, when I was very small, I remember having all sorts of experiences that are now categorized as psychic. For example, seeing spirits, um, seeing past lives, seeing the future, and remote viewing, and uh, I start traveling, a lot of names, you know, or lucid dreaming. Now, now I understand the names. When I moved to London in February 2010, um, my intention was to, to come to London as a bridge to go to LA, continuing acting. But my intuition took me into another direction, which is not another, it's connected at the same time. So I... From one thing to another, it happened that I ended up doing healing. And of course, I got trained and, and got qualified. And I didn't want to do healing. My friends, they were telling me that I was a healer, but I didn't believe it. I was like, no, no way. And it just happened. I ended up through practice, a lot of case studies, and I did it very fast. I started saying with psychic and I was in the London College of Psychic Studies and in the classes people were saying that I was psychic and I was like, no, that's not true. We all are. We use it or we don't. That's it. And I still am the same way. I think that we all are psychic. Some people use it more or are more aware. Other people are not so aware, but it's something that we all have. In regards to healing, it's exactly the same. I use healing and my body is the channel. But the healing itself is a fact and we all have the power to heal oneself. In order to heal another person, we can be the channel. But it depends on the other person. We cannot force the healing. Everything has its own time. And, and well, this is what it led me to, to this, to today. And... To summarize, that's how I explain, but many things happen on the way, like a lot, a lot of things that everything at the end connects into the same work. For example, some people study something and then they work in another thing, very different things. In my case, my background is very diverse, but everything connects perfectly right now. Everything that I study and everything that I have been working and everything connects together and and the work I do to to simplify when I help people through guidance, I have a method. I call it find your point. And also I help people with healing. I use for healing life alignment. I use as well Siva method. And um, for organizations I use organization alignment and I use techniques in the depends on the case and the person because each person and each time is totally unique 
So I just adapt to the situation and, and the person at every specific time. And um, do you have any other question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, I, love, I love that. And it's very similar to, you know, similar. I love that you said how everything interconnects because I sometimes marvel at um, how when you work with spirit, the little tiny intricacies and all of these little, some of the stories that I have, I don't even know how to tell them because there's so many little details throughout each story that all, you know, it, it's just the perfection of God and of spirit working, you know, but then when you look back on it, you see how every little thing was playing a part in, you know, in, in putting together the whole. So, um, I love that story. And I want to affirm, as you said, that yes, we are all intuitive and yes, we all do have healing abilities. And I'm really passionate about people reclaiming those abilities, whether or not they are, you know, a a healer or they just want to, um, you know, they just want to find more connection in their life. So, um, I know that you mentioned that a lot of the work that you're being guided to do right now is to help people connect with their intuition, right? Yes, and help them as well to sort their problems by themselves. So it's empowering. So they don't rely on other people. Of course, there are always other people to help, but I help them in a way that they help themselves immediately and they learn how to do it. So they can do it on their own. And of course, I always will be there for anything else. The same as more people, but... I facilitate the healing and the guidance in a way that is empowering so they don't rely on me, but we can cooperate. You know what I mean? I, I do. And I love that you said that because that's how I've always worked too, because um, I don't like it when so, sometimes you can see too, sometimes people that do this type of work, intuitive guidance work or healing work, they almost create like a dependence with their clients, right? So it's like yeah. they, you know, the clients are working with them over and over and over again for years. And I think like like you, that a, at a good healer or a good intuitive practitioner should be teaching you how to be your own source of information. And of course, there, there's situations that come up where we do need to maybe consult other people or talk. That That's that's great. And that's wonderful. And that's very necessary sometimes. And for the most part, we should be learning how to sort of tune in with our own. Exactly. Yeah. So um, where do you suggest, I know this is maybe a big question, but like for anyone who's listening right now, because I do know a lot of the people that follow me and that are listening are people who are at different stages of their development. But a lot of the people that I'm working with and that listen to this, I know a big part of their focus is wanting to access their gifts and wanting to be more intuitive. So I know it's sort of a big question, but are there any sort of basic starting points that you could offer for anyone who's listening? Yes. And it doesn't matter at what stage or experience, it doesn't matter. Someone who can have a lot of knowledge about healing or chakras or whatever can get lost, even sometimes more lost than a person who has no idea about healing or anything. We all are at the same level as well in the regards to connecting to oneself to center into find I call it find your point to connect to your heart what is right inside I think I find this that we all have it the problem is that when we are so much in the mind it gets more difficult because 
the mind plays tricks and not everything we think is true. But when we are present and grounded and relaxed and we are connected to our heart in a way that we feel love towards everyone and everything, this is the point, this is where we are at the same level and this is where we are guided and we know what to do and what is right. Because there is no rejection and instead there is integration, there is love towards everything. If we all connect to this, imagine. Well, of course, we cannot force everyone to do it at the same time, but every person has the ability to do this. It doesn't matter the age, the background or knowledge. We all can do it. And when I facilitate guided meditations, doesn't matter the level or experience or whatever, because it's all in the mind. It's, you know, when we are in the spirit, we are all at the same level. And with the guided meditations, we connect to our spirit and it works for everyone. Oh, I love that you said that. I, I, I love that you said that because I, I find that so much too. And it reminds me of this story. I was part of this, you know, spiritual group in India for a bit. And, you know, they were doing these kind of blessings on people. And they talked about how, you know, when they went to the smaller villages in India, where the people often were not, um, you know, very well educated and, and sort of more simple, these people in the villages would have these incredible enlightenment experiences after receiving the blessing and the healing. Whereas the people, you know, that came from the West to India to study there just had so many problems getting getting it. And I would sit in like, I, I did a, a, a number of trainings there with them and I would sit and listen to all of these highly educated people ask these really, they, like they couldn't grasp the very simple concepts because it's almost like our over-education has like over-stimulated the mind. And sometimes yeah. people can't grasp these very simple concepts. So they talked about, yes, these people in the villages in India having these incredible enlightenment experiences because their thinking was a little bit more simple maybe, you know? And whereas it's almost like in the West, we're over, it's like the mind is too much and it doesn't allow us. And I find this a lot in working with clients and, and people sometimes is like, it's just very simple, like you said. And I, I love what you said about just being in the heart and, and connecting to everyone and everything and there we're all equal that's beautiful yeah I find the same like I had um, an experience that changed me a lot when I was uh, just 20 years old I was in India and I remember seeing a lot of children in the street that they were homeless they were orphans they were asking for coins for rubies and they were of course imagine that's how they they live but they were so happy and they were laughing and I was playing with them and joking and they were so, so happy. And I was shocked. Of course, I saw many things in India like this that it totally changed my mind. But imagine if these kids, they have no parents, they have no home, they have no food. They don't know if they are going to eat that day or what's going to happen. And they have such a level of happiness and joy. What's going on? Then I go back, I was living in Spain and children they might complain that they get a present and it's not the color that they wanted. Or the people are not happy. They have a lot of material things, but they are not enjoying life. So having more is not, life is not about having more or having qualifications or even knowing more. I think it's, 
it, it can create um, obstructions in the way to really be who we really are because we have a lot of attachments or things that for example someone thinks that oh if i do that then i'm happy if i have a perfect partner i am happy or if i get recognized because people think that i am a millionaire or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> then i'm happy <laughs> so much crap <laughs> Oh, it's but and, this is part of the isn't this part of the programming of society because the programming yeah. is telling us you need this and you need this and then you're going to be happy you're going to be a good person yes. if you have this this and this but it's it's not true as we know. Yes, exactly. That was used a lot in the last century for manipulating and controlling society and media in order for them to buy products that they were associating the products with a way of feeling. And people start getting that through, through advertisement and cinema, you know, people smoking and they were thinking that they are very cool. And all of this, or the fashion, oh, you need to wear this, or to look like the models that are like that. So this is the stereotype of beauty. And this is like that. It created a society that they are kind of slaves into consuming and consuming. And I think that we reach a peak of consumism that cannot be more because it got crazy. So much consuming for what? And not just consuming with clothes or things, but also with foods as well. Like we got to a point that we, as a society, we want more and more like a better car, a better house. We want, want, want. And it's not about having or getting. It's to, that's totally missing the point. We don't come here for this. This is the, I find this is a root cause of suffering because we are all the time chasing something. You know what I mean? A oh, society, and this is not sustainable. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I absolutely know what you mean, and it's interesting. I'm sure it's funny. I was thinking uh, earlier this morning, without even knowing we were going to be talking about this, but I was thinking. I'm sure, like you, I've worked with many, many very wealthy people, and I've noticed that some of these very wealthy people have more fear around money and security than actually like a person with less has, you know? And so yeah. I was thinking that it doesn't actually matter what you have. It's about your state of mind. If you're not, if you have millions of dollars and a nice house and you can do whatever you want, but your mind is still in fear and you think that you don't have enough and you're worried about losing it all the time, like that's not freedom either. No, and I know as well many people that they get extremely wealthy, but they know what is for, they know who they are. No one knows about it and they use it. They invest into South America to plant a lot of trees or they invest into businesses that are going to help a lot of people or you know what I mean? Like the, as, what I see in society in, in general, there are a lot of people that into more consuming, into getting more and more social media is a bit of headache into this with so much marketing and all of this is getting like a TV. But on, at the same time, there are people that are not thinking this way. They are not easily, you know what I mean? And they, because they have a very strong sense of their purpose and it's not about getting or achieving, it's about giving because we have already, and we are in a position that we can help people. And the more we have, the more we help. And this is a responsibility. And when we do this with joy, it's 
very important. I, I couldn't agree more. And um, yeah, and I love those those types of people that you described are like my favorite types of people. The very quiet, you know, they're doing yeah. lots behind the scenes and they're, you know, they've got their thing, everything's in order and they're helping people, but they don't necessarily have to tell everyone about it or they're just yeah. living their life very quietly. Yeah, that's this is sort of one of the things that really bothers me about the spiritual industry. Um, you know, I love this work that we do and I can't stand what has become of it like online and on the internet. And you have all of these people, you know, all of these so-called intuitive coaches and healers, and all they're doing is just like bragging about how much money they make. And then they get even bigger followings and people put them up on a pedestal because they're like, I make six figures or I make seven figures. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all about conscious people having money because like you said you know like I believe when good people generate wealth for themselves they can help a lot of people but that you know do you know what I'm talking about this phenomenon on the internet yeah it's because at the same time many people that they use this is because they get more people because a lot of people that's what they want a lot of people they want money so they follow that and um, it came to my mind someone, his name is Brendan Butcher. I met him in New York in 2013 and people were shocked, like after his talk. And me too, I just saw his light around. He was talking about being a millionaire and how to make, how to be a millionaire. And trust me, if you see his work or he has a lot of videos on YouTube and, and a lot of information, the truth, is nothing about that. He's using that as a way to help these people, to help these people that they want to be very financially wealthy. But the meaning of what he is teaching is so spiritual. It's so, so spiritual. It's always about being of service. And this is so beautiful. And uh, I know more people like that as well. And this is just one example that it's very easy to, to find videos and immediately and to see information. But there are a lot of people as well that they are using this to help people, but the, the nature of the, of the work is not really to get rich financially or to anything like that. The real nature is to help people to be able to be of service. That, that's what we come here for. And it's not to be a slave. There is a difference in between being a slave on the system. We are not in Egypt anymore. And the other, the other thing is about being on service. Being on service is when we give. And we give because we always have. And what do we have that we give? Our service, our help, because we all have our gift to be of use. Some people don't know what what is their gift and they get lost because they think that it's something that is in the mind or it's a, a job or, or a career. But it is not. Our gift is not a job or a career. Our gift is used in any job we are and in any career. But with our, without our gift, without our joy and without our love, what are we going to do? Our gift is in our heart. And what we do, we enjoy because we love. If we don't put this energy into what we do and into what we offer to other people, it gets an interchange that is very unhealthy and it gets frustrating 
because the person is not satisfied and that inter interchange is not positive because the energy is corrupt, it's not genuine, it's not truthful. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And I, I would bet you probably have something like this too. I just have a... It's almost like, um, I get, you know, I'm a musician too, right? So I can, the way yes. I could describe it is almost like a, a discordant, like when I come across somebody and I can tell that regardless of what they're saying, their intention is not that, or there's a shifty motive or some kind of an agenda, what they're doing, I immediately yeah. feel it, you know, I'm like, ugh, you know, and yeah. it's interesting, like not, and, and I feel like I've always had that. I don't know about you, but I call myself like a, like a detective because ever since I was a small child, I had this real feeling like something's really wrong on this planet, you know, like, and yeah. it wasn't until I got a little bit older and I, and I discovered everything and sort of had my awakening. It all made sense. But ever since I was very small, I had that sort of intuition and sort of ability to feel out like, no, like that doesn't quite feel right. So I think that's one of the most important things that we can develop with our intuition because it can save us a lot of time and headaches with getting involved with people and situations that may they present themselves to be in integrity and actually they're not, right? Yes, exactly. And um, sometimes we might get uh, disappointed as well. And that's another thing. When someone is acting in a way that is not genuine or is not loving, we cannot take it personally because if we get offended or affected, it's because we had an expectation. And that expectation was an exchange. Maybe the expectation was to be loved. But we are not understanding that that person is not able to be loving. It's not able to love because he has problems. You know what I mean? He's chasing probably something or maybe he's lost or whatever. So this is why it's so important to take responsibility for oneself and to realize and to know that not everyone is um, loving because we all have the ability, we all have a heart, but there are a lot of people that are suffering and they don't say, they might show a nice face and say that positive things or, or helpful and that, but maybe they are not really, really a hundred percent and they have their issues and we, we cannot um, interact into, otherwise we can get lost as well. This is why it's so important always to be very, very connected to who we really are to not have expectations from people and to be our best in any situation. And this way is how we are free. Do you know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. And that's such a, thank you for bringing that up because that is, that's such a big one and learning not to take things personally because, you know, like you said, everybody is, you know, I mean, hurt people hurt people. So everybody's got their own trauma and wounding. And then the big piece that I really think about all the time is, you know, the unconscious shadow is unconscious. So people don't even know what they're doing. That's why you can, you know, you can sometimes try to point something out to somebody or to say, this is what you're doing or, and, and they can't even see it. So until somebody can actually see themselves or to really have awareness of that, it's, um, gosh, it's just a big waste of time and energy to, to even try. And so then, yes, like yeah. not, not taking things personally is a big one. Big, big one. Yeah, and not taking things personally, and at the same time taking responsibility for oneself to not carry as well like um, heavy weights in regards to guilt, if, you know, if a relationship didn't work out and 
or you know, I'm trying the best to sort it out or or things like that to, to be free in a way to, to let people be whatever they choose to do or, or to be. It's not our choice, it's not our responsibility. But our responsibility is to to be ourselves, to do the best we can and to not as well judge ourselves if we are not as good as we would like it to be or as perfect, but to be at peace with where we are at. At the same time, understanding that we always have access to to something um, higher than what we can see or even feel. And um, and this higher is where we all connect, and I call it the source, the universe, God, whatever name we can use. But is this thing where we all connect and where we all come from? Even if people believe, don't believe in God, or, or they even are believing God, in God like in ancient Rome, Greece, and in Egypt. But even in that case, um, it's the same. All gods and all goddesses, they come from the same place. So if we all connect to this center where we all come from, with the unity, I find that this is the best thing that we can have at any time to help sort any situation. It can be an illness, it can be a conflict or a doubt of not knowing what to do. But the more we connect to this and the more love we feel because of this connectedness, the easier everything becomes. And we don't need to struggle or to suffer with problems or, you know, we have this ability to live life that this is why we are here for. We are here to enjoy, not to, oh, we feel bad because of lockdown or because whatever. <laughs> because this is not being present. Absolutely. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. And actually what you just spoke to there is really um, what purpose is, as I see it too, because like you, I'm sure I, a lot of the people that I work with and who come to me, and, and I was this way for a long time too, was really like obsessed with like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And then like you, I, I came to this understanding that it's not, you know, our job and our career or, our, you know, might be part of our purpose, you know, that's part of it. But our real purpose is to, you know, to be happy or to be joyful or to just learn how to navigate our life in a way that works so that we can be happy. You know, I always say, like it's not about getting what we want it's about being happy whether you get what you want or not because it's it's not about that right it's just about finding peace and exactly like you said when we connect to source and when we connect with that thing that's higher than us whatever name that is that we want to give to it um that is really where the only place that we're going to find any type of lasting peace or happiness or joy exactly and clarity as well Clarity. Yes. Um, so, um, so when you're working with people, I want to give people a little bit of an idea of, cause I know to some people, most, most of the people that are listening, I think are fairly spiritually inclined, but you know, I also do, you know, have, have people contact me and I know that there's probably people listening to that have sort of no idea or maybe they're still in their linear mind about how this type of thing works. So are you able to describe your process of how you receive messages? Like, do you see things? Do you feel things? Is it sort of a combination of everything? 
Are you able to put yes. that into words? I'm very visual. I cannot stop it. I, I can. <laughs> I have. I see a lot. Like um, it's called clairvoyance, but also sometimes I hear, or very often I hear, but also I smell things from a spirit. Even I taste, and of course I feel in the body. I don't know how to call it. I, I just get it from any sense, or the sense of inner knowing, like. I just, I don't know, how do I see it in all sorts of information. And also that's in regards to me as perceiving things from spirit, but in regards to perceiving things from physical. If I'm with a client, I can see as well things in the client, for example, the energy or, or the body, the body, how it's communicating. It's not just the words, but the body posture, you know, as well, like the face, it says so much. And, and then, of course, we use kinesiology. For people who doesn't know who, what is kinesiology, it's a way to find yes and no answers in the body because when the body is tense, is something is not right. So that gives you that, that that's not, <laughs> something is not When the, the person is relaxed and is truthful, the body relaxes, you get a yes. So there are many ways to get information. I use always my, my abilities to see things, to help more. And I, I use as well what I see in the person, in person or on distance, if we are on the phone, I still connect to the person, exactly the same. And I use more about what I see and what I feel. And, um, and yes, this is... Um, how I perceive the information. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. And there are actually words to describe all of those things. So it sounds to me like you have all of your spiritual channels open for receiving um, information. Sounds like you're predominantly clairvoyant, which is like clear yeah. seeing, right? But then, um, so clairaudient is the word for hearing and then clairsentient yeah. is the word for feeling and then claircognizant is knowing what you know. So um, was there one more? I feel like there's one more, but I know about the smell too. I, um, I That happens to me sometimes too. I find it fascinating. You know, maybe you smell yeah. like, you know, um, I, I love it. Uh, smelling roses or perfume or yes. something is really powerful. Sometimes it means that maybe somebody's ancestors ancestor has showed up or something like yes. that or it's just the blessings yes yes I love that as well like it's like they are showing you your essence like sometimes the spirits they show you the scent and it's so beautiful because it's like so close because you can feel them as well they can touch you or you know like slapping you a bit in your back or something like that but when when you smell it it's like so real yeah yeah, yeah. Very beautiful. It's very sometimes, beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes as well, it gives you guidance regards to what you need or taste to give you as information or, or someone about the person. Like um, if I'm with a client as well, I might taste something or, or get information through that way as well. Um, yeah. It's fast. It's absolutely fascinating. And it's... Uh, and when, hmm? yeah, when we are not listening, sometimes they move objects and that, they can get very, very... They can get very strong. Like when I was small, that's another thing why I never lost connection with the spirits. Because um, at my grandfather's place, it was a lot of paranormal phenomena. So objects were moving 
like heavy objects or things that are, for example, a big uh, music player and with big speakers is unplugged, but the music come out from the very loud and everything is unplugged or things like that. And it still is happening like with my devices and things are, I could say so many stories, but things that cannot be explained rationally they are being used by spirit very easy. And some people say, yeah, spirit doesn't know about that, about technology. And it's like, yeah, they know much more than what you think. Spirit knows so much about technology, about communication, about the future. Like they are so involved in the future that is below our understanding. And, and yeah, they use this. And sometimes as well, like they, they change the lights or, you know, turn on or off or move objects or calling our attention. And um, sometimes I am like, I want to be in this world. <laughs> I think because I'm very strange always. Why so much this? I want to be normal, but there is no such a thing as normal. <laughs> it's impossible. Well, no, there's not. And I, I explain that to people all the time because I, I, I agree too. Sometimes I'm like, it's it's better now because I've accepted it. But for a long, long time, I was like, get me out of here. Like, I don't yeah. want to be here. You know, I think the closer that we get to spirit sometimes and, you know, when we're in spirit, generally we're, we're back at peace. We're linked up with that universal oneness. Yeah. And then we come into human form and we're, you know, we have egos and the body has needs and, you know, all of these things are going on and it can feel so overwhelming. But I, I I know what you're talking about, about some of this, like um, how spirit works with technology. You know, for example, if I'm about to, there's been many times, like if I'm, if I'm trying to post something and it won't post, yeah. like I know that I'm not meant to say that. Like I literally yeah. won't be able to, it will be like, you know, it, it will just like the, the video won't upload whatever I'm trying to do or say, like, and then I have to surrender. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Or like the computer will crash when I'm working on something or, you know, yeah. it's not just uh, it's like spirit going, Nope, you're not supposed to do that. Or maybe I'm not listening or, you know, maybe it's. Uh, and what about the opposite when you don't want to, and it come out and say, Oh, I just sent that. Yes. And there was the truth in there. And it's like, I would never do that. That's embarrassing, but it's not embarrassing. It was very helpful. <laughs> well, yeah. this is... Yeah. yeah, isn't this the thing? I know for me, even still, after all of these years of doing this kind of work with people, I still, I'm like, what? You want me to say that? Like, and it makes no sense. And we have to trust yeah. and say what's being said because it might make no sense to us, but it makes perfect sense to the person that you're saying it to. And yeah, sometimes we do have to deliver these messages that are like, what, you want me to say that? Well, okay. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, and also our body knows everything. Like for example, when we, we are walking and we hit our body, an elbow or the knee or something, it's not that we are clumsy. Yeah, we can be clumsy, but I mean that our body knows and is giving us information as well. Or when we drop something, or, you know, it's, of course, it's lack of presence or, or being grounded. But I am fascinated as well a lot about my own, in my own body. I use a pendulum to double check for clients. And from many, many years ago, I have a feeling that I don't need it because I get the answer faster. And still I force myself to use it. And I find myself so often to throw in it away super fast. And it's like, why I did that? Like... I lost so many and I, my body does it on purpose. It's like my mind doesn't want it, but the body knows. It's so yeah, interesting. It's, 
Yeah, it's so it's so interesting when I love that you're talking so much about how the mind because um, I, I find it very like humbling that you know when I'm with other people I can you know very clear messages come through but you know for myself all the time it's not as easy to you know get in touch with my own especially if my mind is really trying to flip me around with something and it's so interesting because I can you know sit and observe myself and I literally watch how the mind will try to talk us out of something or try to confuse us or try to convince us that we don't know so it's it's I find that it's really an important skill to learn how to really tune in and listen to what the body and what the what spirit is trying to tell us because there's definitely a lot of obstructions and distractions that are trying to sort of pull us away from that so we don't listen to that yeah the conditioning that we have as well like um we force ourselves to be um, maybe productive or to do something or because we want to do that and maybe that's not the way because we are in constant change and if we don't change and we continue the same way as before it's not going to work out we change, I mean, evolution. If we learn something, now we apply it. If we have a spiritual experience, for example, we forgive, we forgive someone or we understand better something. So all of this is to apply and to move on, to not never go back to the same feeling as before, but to, to keep evolving. And this involves change in the way we act in what we do. So we force ourselves to continue working the same way as before. It's not going to work out. That's why so many people struggle as well. For example, with uh, being self-employed in a business and then it stops and it's not producing anymore, it's not working. And it's because the person hasn't made changes that are necessary and are still delivering a service that is not no longer needed because it, it needs the person to adapt to what is happening constantly, like this every day. And this is the flow. When we are in the flow and we trust, things happen and we change and we don't fear the new. This is when magic happens and when everything opens because otherwise we reject things. Probably we have opportunities in front of us, but the fear pushes them away. And it's the mind. And then the mind complains. The mind says, oh, but I want to, you know, I want to, to flow. I want to have positive uh, experiences and opportunities. But that's not what the mind is doing because of rejection, of not liking or not wanting or having ideas in the mind while really we have everything we need. And all opportunities are around us and in front of us and it's so important to be in tune and to feel the truth to not uh, reject or push away the new things that come into our lives and in regards to evolution and societies are the same we are in a fast change in social terms and we need to adapt to these changes doesn't mean that the new is bad it's a perception in the mind we can adapt to the new in the best way because we are the ones who make the change, not the things outside, outside changing us. It's not. It's we who make the changes. And this, this is not a conflict or going against what is outside. It's about adapting to every situation and bringing the best of every situation and influencing the situations 
with influencing, I mean, giving our best, our energy, so it has a ripple effect. Rather than, instead of being inhibited and, and closing down or feeling fearful or scared, constricted, instead of that, it's being in our power, being the love and signing. And this influence, it has a ripple effect. So all these people that are dealing with so much fear at the moment, it's unnecessary, but by being in contact with them, they, they can feel it and they relax. So then they feel better and they help more people this way. And um, I find this very helpful, especially in, in this period of time when people are scared with them wearing masks and all of this, with so much fear about meeting and all of that. And, and I was involved in a documentary recently and, and people were like that. And then I, I, my guidance and my intuition told me, to be myself, and I say, woof, okay, <laughs> I was myself. And, and the reaction was everyone became themselves too. No more fear anymore, and um, no more social distancing, <laughs> or fear of virus or whatever, totally the opposite. People helping each other, and very nice and very healthy. So, and I, I, I said nothing about it, nothing related to, you know what I mean? I just was like very practical in regards to filming of, you know, and, uh, and that's it. Just by being yourself, the feeling, it helps other people because people need help and they are tense and people are in fear. And when we get into contact with these people, it's important to be aware of the way we feel because it's going to affect our interaction a lot. So if we are feeling relaxed and, and in our heart, expect the best. In this case, we can have an expectation and it's because it's coming from the inside, never from the outside. Oh, I love that. And I, I mean, even what you're talking about from a perspective of like, you know, vibration or frequency like love has a higher vibration than fear you know when we when we like fear is a sort of a very low level and you know when people are deep in fear it affects everything you know their mind their thinking and then pretty soon they're they're really wound up in this sort of fear cycle whereas like what you're talking about you're just showing up as yourself being in the heart and you holding that space of just being in alignment with yourself is enough to affect everyone around you, like you said, without even doing anything. So that's, yeah. that's a big part of what this, all, all of this is like, I, I feel that so strongly. And, and that's what we need is we just need to, and it's, so it's not always about saying something because sometimes people aren't quite ready to hear certain things yet, or that's, you know, them hearing certain things is going to set off a reaction, but we can just show yeah. up as being love and being in the heart. And like your beautiful example there is, you know, you can then affect change just by being yourself. Yeah, exactly. And they have, each person has their gifts and, and they loved. And if we speak in our language and with our ideas, um, sometimes it can be rejected because they categorize us. Some people might say, oh, this is uh, self-help. Or some people, ah, oh, cuckoos or healers or <laughs> spiritual, like spirit or, or, or conspiracy or whatever. But what they are saying, these names, is not, I'm nothing about that. It's themselves, you know, like they say what, 
what they have inside. You know what I mean? It's not the truth. It's the judgment of what they, they have in their mind. So they don't, they never really see what there is. You know what I mean? Well, and that's part of the conditioning right now. Yeah. That's happening like more than ever. They've, this has been very cleverly kind of laid out. I mean, deviously cleverly, but like, you know, it's been very clearly laid out to put people in boxes. So like, you're either this or you're that. You're either for this or you're against this. And then there's sort of no middle ground in that. Whereas the way I see it is like, there's gray areas in everything and there's always middle ground and we're not supposed to agree on everything. We're supposed to learn to respect one another despite what yeah. we believe or don't believe. That's the way I look at it. But it's the, the conditioning has been really amped up in the last year, you know? So I think um, this is a great conversation to be having because I think what you said, you just nailed it. Like um, just, show up and be yourself just be in the heart you know radiate love and joy and then people will notice because people will say hey wait a second like how come you're not afraid yeah. like how come you're just happy while everybody else is running around you know a lot of people and they feel very comfortable yeah they feel because they feel loved and and they can be themselves they relax and it's an opportunity for for people to relax and open and to do their to be themselves to to do their gift so they can come out, so they expand. And yeah, this is very practical. And it's, we don't need um, qualifications or experiences or knowing or learning. It's free for all of us. <laughs> we can do this at any time. And it's our free will as well. It's our choice, mm. you know? It's up to us. We yeah. always can choose. Well, it is. And that's what um, I hope that really the mass collective really starts to to understand that is that we do have choice because again a lot of the conditioning is sort of trying to stir people in a certain way of thinking you know and not allowing people just the freedom to be themselves and that's sort of what the conditioning also says again is that to be a good person you have to be like this or like this and that's not really realistic because each one of us is very unique and that's part of our purpose as well you know going back to this idea of purpose is finding our own uniqueness and finding our own gifts and then finding a way to shine in that, in that, or, or be in that and be happy and content with that in the world. Right. Yeah. Like people in India that they live simple lives and very, very simple. They don't have much belongings and you know, this simplicity makes everything so easy and and it's so important to be simple this way. We can see it as humble as well. Humble is not less or lower. Humble is simple. And this is the truth as well. Like we all come here with nothing and we live with nothing. And whatever we have, I don't see as we have regards to achievements or material things because they don't belong to us. If it's an achievement, it's an experience. Which, yeah, it's very nice. If it's material things, yeah, it's nice because we use them. But in, it's never really us. Everything, like all the material things, belong to Earth. Even our physical body. The, the body belongs to Earth as well. It's composed of water and minerals. So we come from Earth and then our body is composed and goes back to Earth. So... When, when we see who we are, that 
we are planet Earth. We are borrowing and using parts of Earth. So we cannot be, you know, cutting or, I don't know, I just find it headache. <laughs> like when selfishness and all these things, and rest, this is my territory. And that's your territory. Yeah, it's nice that we all have our space. But it's not our territory. We own nothing. I'm talking about lands and history, you know, with empires and all of this. But it's, it's just the land and who we are. And I'm thinking now about your connection as well with the, with the tribes, that you, the um, natives, the people that are so connected to the land and they need to free their voice. It's so important for us to listen to them because, because they don't have these attachments and they have this knowing of who we are and, and nature, connectedness with nature, that it's very important for humanity to, to know, to see and to remember. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Know. you. I, I, I do know. I do. And just for a little background, just because this was a little conversation that we had before we started, yeah. like, before I hit record, um, we were talking about how, you know, you've tried to leave London and I try to leave Vancouver and something just keeps bringing us back. And then you had said to me that um, you feel that I have a connection to the people of this land. And I, I, and I affirm that, yes, I do. And exactly like you said, I want to echo that, that yes, I do feel it's very important that we listen to the Indigenous people. And yeah, this whole myth of even, you know, what's going on right now, everybody's talking about the royal family and, you know, Prince, you know, you know, Meghan and Harry and all of this. But to me, I just see like, this is very symbolic of like an empire crumbling, you know, and that these empires and these self-professed like rulers and people who made themselves into the, you know, rulers and made everyone else their, you know, their subjects and whatnot, that this all has to go because it's all made up. And like you said, like at the beginning and then throughout, you, you said like, you know, we are all equal. We are, we have to get away from all of these hierarchies and certain groups of people thinking that they're better than other people and try to come to some type of a unity where we understand that we're all interconnected and we all have to learn to accept one another and work together and then look at, you know, who, who, who needs the help and how can we all come together and find ways to offer support in what, in what ways that we're able to and as guided. Exactly. And, and, I don't know, I wish this could appear on TV. <laughs> Would you just say? <laughs> Imagine. At, well, we'll get there, hopefully. Well, <laughs> I hope we're going to get there, but sheesh. Um, so I'm just curious, before we, before, we, before we kind of wrap it up here, do you have any... Um, I'm curious if you have any sort of guidance either for, we could do something for, for, for me just to, I would love you to anyway, I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot and if nothing comes, that's fine. But I love um, seeing people demonstrate their gifts. So either a message for me that I can affirm, or even if you're just getting any sort of message from spirit to whoever's listening right now that might um, offer them some guidance or hope or anything like that. Okay. Again, I'm very visual. <laughs> Good. It's not what I expect, but anyway. Um, I, I'm just seeing right now, like, um, like uh, in another dimension, a being 
that is a communicator and uh, it looks um, it looks like an insect and um, it looks like a mantis and it's um, it's is communicating that there is a transition. There is no need to fear the transition in regards to a new understanding of what nature is. Nature is us, we belong to nature, and we are nature. Nature is beyond the mind. It connects us all in the heart, and this is being nature, natural. Synchronicities appear when we are natural. We adapt to the time that is adapting to us. Time is adapting to nature. And we connect to this gift that we have. Being in our heart, there is no division, no rejection, only nature. That's us. What there is um, outside of Earth is not known yet. There is a lot to see and to grow for humans to be capable to perceive other species. Humans are in evolution connecting to nature, to humans. They need to understand each other. This is first in order to understand other dimensions. It's important to be present and interact with each other. So then we can grow onto other dimensions where we are more than humans. This is what I just got. Mm. I hope it's not freaky. <laughs> but from my from my understanding is an alien. That's what it feels like. 
It feel, and, and it's actually, it's very interesting. I can feel the difference. And like, I was actually sitting here, um, you know, with my eyes closed and like, I went into this like meditative state listening to you because the frequency of your words changed from, you know, most of the conversation where we're just talking and sort of chatting and sharing with one another. But then when you went into delivering the message, it was something different. And I immediately was like, oh, it was a different energy in a, in a good way. It made me want to kind of go internal and listen. And it almost wasn't about what you said in words so much, but there was a certain frequency that was coming through with what you were saying that I feel was um, very beautiful. And I'm sure that others will find uh, benefit as well. So thank you. And I'm all about, this is a, we'll have to get into this conversation another time, but a big part of my um, my awakening, I sort of came to my journey as a teenager, but then had an awakening um, when I was sort of in my early 20s or no, maybe late, like 1920, but a big part of it had to do with other beings from other dimensions. And, you know, so I, uh, I'm no stranger to these other, you know, other realms of existence. And I think there's actually a lot of beings here on the planet that are trying to help humans right now with our evolution. Yes. And, um, for, yeah, for me, it's common as well to see them and understand and all of this, but in regards to people, I never talk to this openly because I prefer people to, to simplify, you know, like if they want to see, like, for example, one that was in 2013, um, doing a, a workshop in Spain, and like a group of around 40 people in, we were in a, in a countryside, open air in the summer. And I was doing healing, like demonstration. So some people were seeing the energies and all that, but they were not interested. They were like, please, like, stop. We don't want to know that. And they were asking me questions about other dimensions, about aliens and all of that. And it's like, oh, how do I explain them? And I ask for help in, in my mind. And I, I, I connected to my cosmic friends in my mind, telepathy, and I say, please help me to open their minds, help them to open. And, um, and then I was like softly answering their questions and guess what happened? Appear above us, two spaceships, and they were standing on top of us. And they were asking me like, hey, what is that, what is that? And I say, me? Don't ask me, ask yourself. <laughs> and the most funny two people there, they say, come on, that's an airplane. And everyone laughing like crazy. How on earth two huge spaceships on top are going to be an, air an airplane? Which kind of airplane is that? <laughs> but they, they were saying that. That was so funny. We were laughing at that. And, and I, it's I like, believe Oof. that. Have you heard the story about how when Christopher Columbus and the ships first came? Exactly. It's like exactly. that they didn't exactly. have the, the, the indigenous people had never seen that before. So they did not have in their minds, they had no context in which to understand that. So they couldn't even, they couldn't even see it for what it was. So it's the same as this person, you know, yes. everybody else can see the spaceship, but that person can't in their mind or in their being, they're yeah. not able to process that. So they're like, it's an airplane, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was so funny because if we were far or looking like an airplane, more or less, we understand that one. But that case, we're like, how on earth these two people can see an airplane? <laughs> how is that possible? That was so funny. And yeah, it, it shifted the, the understanding through laughter. And I think that was the message. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that's what I mean, that 
when the when people are ready, it happens. And if they ask for it, it happens. All we need is to ask and, and let it be. And good things happen, much better than what we can imagine. Always much better. And this, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why it's so important to... Um, and it's actually a good way to sort of wrap up the conversation. It's, you know, we're talking about everybody wanting these material things and thinking that they want what the, you know, what the sort of conditioning of the world is trying to tell them. But actually when you work with spirit and you stay open and detached, um, what spirit often wants for us is far more than what we can even imagine. And so it is even better than what we can imagine. So that's why it's so important to really cultivate an open mind and just be open to whatever wants to happen because it's truly a limitless universe. You know, there's all of these experiences out there waiting to be had and it's, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. So thank you so much for, for chatting with us today. I've, I've, I've had such a wonderful conversation and I've learned so much from you. Can you please tell everyone where can they find you if they want to learn more about you and your work? I know that you mentioned that you have a, a program that you've created for people to um, help them connect with their intuition. If you want to share a little bit about that as well, please do. Yeah, the easiest way is find your point.com that's I, I i use that to find it easily so i by typing findyourpoint.com it directs to my website where i have um, this information of finding your point and a lot of videos as well and the services of what i offer also i have a blog called galactic rhythm which is um, the work that i do that is more related to media and video stuff and um, in social media as well my name is Raquel Escobar Rios and uh, I regularly share messages that I am guided to share and it comes from the collective consciousness beyond my mind so I just put it there and the people receive it and the same as when I do Facebook lives as well and it's a lot in channeling as well and and then I received messages from people that they had them in their lives, that they were going through a crisis or conflicts, and it had them exactly in the right time, because we all have these synchronicities, and we all attract, you know. At the same time, we are looking for as well, we trust. So it's all in there, and it's timeless. And all the videos as well, like, I are timeless. I let them they're being published so the person that feels attracted to a specific video or content it helps them at a, at a particular time so it's all accessible oh yes i love that and i think i mentioned at the beginning you did come uh very highly recommended i got a long email um from i'm, I'm sorry i can't remember his name from the from the truth theory website but he Mike was, Mike Sayura. yes yes Mike he just said that you have the most um just extraordinary skills of any healer that he's ever worked with and then that's why um he said he you were a big part of his awakening and his spiritual journey so I was um and and yeah I, I felt it like I said there was a definite shift and as soon as you started channeling it was really interesting even when I opened my eyes and I looked at the picture in front of me of you right now it was like moving and there was all these kind of lights swirling around it and stuff so it's very very interesting how you know how quickly you can go right into that space and really shift into a different energy in order to bring through a message and um 
Yeah, I love what you said at the beginning. I always, I always share this as well as that, you know, we're just the receptors, you know, we're just the channel. That's our job yes. is to kind of keep emptying ourselves and to keep liberating ourselves from all of our fixed habits and beliefs and patterns and wounds so that we can just be really open channels for whatever spirit wants to communicate through us, which as you said, it will, it, like the videos and the information, it is timeless. You know, people will be led to what they need to, to know when they ask, which is a big piece too, right? I always like to remember yes. everybody like, ask everybody like because you know I think for us probably the reason why a lot of these synchronicities do show up is because we're asking for them I'm always asking spirit show me this you know spirit please let me know and because I ask you know the the answer comes but if you don't ask sometimes you know it, it's not it's vague come. yeah yeah it's vague. It's the intention if our intention is very defined and if we are very specific with our intention we get the answer or what we are looking for, we get it. It's very specific as well. So it's up to us. What we give first can be asking. Asking is a form of giving because it's giving um, giving a commandment or something like that, like giving, inquiring. You know what I mean? It's important that, that we are very specific and very, very clear of what we really want or you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I was I was thinking about this this morning about yeah about this is the reason why you know because I'm very clear with spirit when I want to know something or when I need to know something I will specifically ask and then it it shows up very clearly but the 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 piece is always in the remembering to ask too because if you don't then that's just nothing. And so many people, again, you know, are living like this. They're just kind of floating around and not being specific with their intentions or not understanding that they can really co-create a lot of what's going on in their experience. So hopefully, um, I mean, this is part of what doing this talks like this is about for me is helping people to, you know, yes. find these kinds of conversations and hopefully it awakens something in them so that they can then go on their own journey, wherever that needs to take them. Yes. To the heart. <laughs> yes, to the heart. Thank you. That, that's the big piece. And, and I love what you said at the beginning, too. I was like, yes, like you said, um, you know, and I'm, uh, this is a whole other bigger conversation, but, you know, you said it's not about necessarily the person who knows the most about the chakras or energy. And let, I, I totally agree with you. That's, um, you know, spiritual ego can be very dangerous. And, um, you know, this is what happens sometimes when people gather a lot of spiritual information and then they all of a sudden think that they know everything and then they're not humble anymore and they're not there. Again, they're caught up in mental concepts. And again, if we can just sort of be open and be willing to hand over what we think we know and what we don't know, then from that place, we can be neutral and really kind of bring through what spirit wants us to know or to see and not what, you know, we want so much, right? <laughs> exactly. We are all at the same level in this. Yeah. We are all like, we are humanity. Oh, humanity is evolving as the message we we got from this being. Yes. He's seeing us as one humanity. So it's important to remember this. Oh, it is. Because even for me, I mean, I know I'll, I'll get into this real frustration where I'm like, oh, I can't stand it when people, you know, and we've seen a lot of this in the last year, you know, people calling one another sheeple and getting angry at certain people, but no, like we have to find that neutrality and that acceptance and that love for, for everyone, regardless of if they believe what they, be what we believe or not, because everybody's on their own journey and we have to honor this. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just a projection. What do we see outside just depend on the way we feel inside. So important to take care of oneself, taking responsibility in the best way. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much for your, for your time and your interview and 
this experience of sharing this information with people. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so glad that I was introduced to you and I'm so grateful uh, that you were able to come and join us. So everyone, it's uh, Raquel Escobar Rios and you can find her at the, I, my mind's gone blank, the center point, find your center, no, find your point.com. Yes, find your point. Yes, I got it. <laughs> Sometimes my mind, when I get into these like high conversations, my mind starts like, I can't remember anything anymore. Findyourpoint.com. And um, thank you so much for joining us and uh, many blessings to you. Thank you. You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.